Oh yeah, welcome back in to another edition of TDP, the Declaration Podcast. I'm your host, Ty DeClaire. Welcome back in. Hey, welcome back in. Hope you're doing well. Episode 125, let's go, coming at you on what's called Blue Monday, like the most statistically depressive year, day of the year, Monday, January 18th. What's up? Hope you're doing well. First, I'd like to thank Patreon over in the squad. We have Liam Nolan at Liam Nolan and Boyan Antonoff at Boyan V. Antonoff. Thank you all so much. Over in the Angels, we have Chris Pierce at Chris Pierce 103. Chris and I are getting them 5Ks in every day. Getting the exercise in. Chris, love you, buddy. Hey, if you're going out for a walk today, go pick up some litter. Give the world a hug. Also like to thank Mason Tim at MT underscore the underscore RMT. This is the man, the new face in uh in, in massage therapy in Ottawa. He's doing the thing. I'm gonna look up right now as wrong here. MT underscore the underscore RMT. Guess what? Looks like he can still vote. Go vote for him as Ottawa's best RMT by Faces Magazine. Go to him on Instagram, click on the link, go do the thing. Also, I'd like to thank Matt Nafe at Matt Nafe, one of the realest dudes I know. Matt's just one of those guys who wears his heart on his sleeve, and I love him for that. And I can't wait to get him back on the show, get another great episode out there. Before we get to that, if you want to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash the declaration online if you want to support. Would love to have you over there. I'm going to start doing more on Patreon. Yeah, stay tuned. For the mental health check this week, like I said, it's Blue Monday. It's um, it's interesting. Knowing that that day was coming up, it almost helped me to prepare more for it. And like I said, just because it's 2021 doesn't mean the 2022 grind doesn't stop. And it doesn't mean that all the mental health things that we went through just poof, they're magically better. No, it, it's still a day in and day out grind. and. I don't want it to feel like a grind, right? I want it to feel like self-love. I want to feel like I'm doing things for myself. Like I am actively choosing to show myself love and care and give me what I need to get through a day. And I honestly, I think I just have a nice little balance right now where I'm going for a walk. I'm doing some sit-ups. I'm listening to a lot of great music throughout the day, which I mean, if you can listen to music, I think it's just so great. It's just changes your entire mindset just for that brief moment in a song and if you're like me if you like to go get a little dance jig in just go go get it go dance go have some fun with it like i said we're, we're gonna be dealing with stress for the rest of our lives and i'd like to think that this has uh been one of the most stressful times that a lot of us have been through and it's not even that it's just one stressful event it's that drag on monotony same stress day in and day out that can really start to wear on you but the more that I'm trying to add to my routine, my self-care, what I'm doing for myself throughout the day, I do find it helps. And like I said, not every day is perfect and a lot of days are really difficult to get through. But each day we get a little bit stronger, keep living authentically and just not hiding, being open with it. I, I do find it helps. 
And I hope that you're finding that it helps too. So on the show this week, we have Michael Rubino. Now, Michael is a mold expert. I've always been kind of fascinated on mold and the effects it has on health. And this is an opportunity that presented itself to get Michael on the show and talk a bit about the book that he wrote, The Mold Medic. You can find it at his website at allamericanrestoration.com. Oh, all and on the show, we just talk about you know, how to find mold. We talk about Michael himself, his business. We talk about, you know, just simple things you can do. We talk about the effects it has on health and how it mimics so much of some of the health things that we all go through on a day-to-day basis. I won't spoil it. I won't get, I won't uh, bite, uh, bite off anything in the show here, but it's a really cool episode. And it's one of those things that as a reminder is, as in one thing in all things, right? It's amazing what you can find about mental health, about uh, making sure that you're you know, doing a job to completion. Half measures avail us nothing, right? If you're going to do something, do it. Full heart, full mind, just go and get it. And I think that's one of the things, that's one of the main points that I think Michael lays down here is it's from the foundation up. It has to be right for it to work. And I like that a lot. So I know you all are going to like this. So you know what? Let's get into it. If you want to, I'll leave it up to you. It really is your choice. Go like, go share, go subscribe, go tell a friend about the show if you think it resonates with them. If you like it, holler at me, send me a review. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Just get at me. I love you all. I hope you know you're loved and I hope you have a great week. This week is going to be our week. We're going to go get it. We got this. Let's go. But before we get to that, without any further ado, please welcome in Michael Rubino. All right, Michael, thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? Thanks for having me. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm not doing too bad, all things considered. Like I said, it's 2021 now, so that means something at least. But, uh, <laughs> you know, being here is, is something. So glad to be able to connect today. We've uh, been planning this for some time, and uh, I'm glad to get into this. Uh, like I said, mold has been one of those things that I've been interested in, fascinated by, and always wondering how I can seriously get rid of. <laughs> totally. So when when the email came across about, you know, your expertise here, I, I was really interested. So just kind of want to give the people a quick, you know, introduction. Or you can go long. I don't even care. Just <laughs> tell the people who you are and, you know, what yeah. you do. Yeah. So uh, hopefully I get to blow you guys' mind here. Um, basically, my name is Michael Rubino. I'm an international mold expert. I'm only internationally an expert because I have international clients who need my help. Uh, I wrote a book called The Mold Medic. Um, why? Because I've been in the service-based part of the business for nearly a decade. I quickly realized that I'm not going to fix this problem one house at a time. I needed to 
you know, open up the platform. Uh, we're trying to open up an educational platform to train other service-based businesses that can help fix the problem. There's 50,000 mold remediation companies or environmental cleanup companies. And uh, if we can retrain all of those to fit the new mold of the standards of what we're trying to do, that would be awesome. They haven't updated really standards in mold remediation since 2001. That's 20 years. And in 20 years, technology is, is severely advanced. And we, we can test, we can do better testing today than we ever could 20 years ago. And so we really need to be more in line with helping people from the medical community, people who are really immune deficient, uh, sensitive to mold. Um, frankly, people who are neglected in our industry right now. And, uh, you know, I'm happy to be an advocate for change and help with that. And so, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of my background and what I'm trying to do right now. Yeah. Like you said, 20 years is a, a long time since like a big change has come. And like you said, there's so many more outlets for things and just so many more opportunities. So sounds like a, definitely a spot that, uh, it was needed to be filled. So glad to hear totally. you're, you're filling that. Now, one of the things that I think maybe not a lot of people are realize is just how, I guess, how much mold can really affect health and just the different ways it can show up. Could you just maybe go through some of the, the typical things that you see and, and maybe some of the things that people don't realize and how mold affects their lifestyle, their health, their everything? Totally. Totally. So first off, we got to to really preface this right. We got to talk about this, this glaring statistic. In 1994, the largest ever home study done in both Canada and the U.S. states that 50% of homes are water damaged. Water damage is the first catalyst into, in, into really creating that opportunity for mold to grow. So 50% of homes have a history of water damage. It's based off 1994. Now, I think it's probably much greater than that at this point, based upon the way we construct homes and things like that. And I, I'm happy to dive into that a little bit deeper. But you have, you know, let's 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 say 50%. You have a 50% chance that your house has mold in it, regardless of when it was built, right? You now couple that with things like seasonal allergies, skin rashes, chronic fatigue, uh, you know, constant headaches this onset of a cold that really never goes away. Um, all of these, these known, uh, I mean, I've had people have severe suicidal thoughts and a lot of cognitive difficulties as well. You start compounding all these things that really can be a large class of diagnoses, right? Um, and you start saying, hmm, is it my house? And you get the house tested. It's a very strong possibility that a lot of these unknown health conditions that people are experiencing every day are actually related to having toxic mold exposure. And so it, I, I invite you to go right now, go over to your bathroom, pop open the, the toilet tank cover, you know, that, that piece of ceramic that sits on top of the toilet tank, flip it over, look inside the toilet tank, look on the cover and see if you see any mold there. Usually that's indicative of you having a mold problem somewhere else. And what happens is as it gets aerosolized, it starts to it starts to find opportunity for growth. Your toilet tank is a source of water, and uh, a lot of moisture build up around the the actual the lid of the toilet tank, and you'll you'll find mold there if you have a mold problem somewhere in the house. It's interesting to see like things that there's little tips and tricks that we can look at from a visual perspective to see. But obviously, the best way is to get it tested by a, a mold professional. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, like I was just going to say, it seems to be in the bathroom where I notice it most, like whether it be apartment or even the house we have now, like, you know, a little bit on like the shower curtain or right in the grout, you know, things like that, the laundry room, like noticing like just that kind of dank smell, you know, 
not yeah. really sure like what that. So definitely something I've always been interested in. And yeah, like you said, it's, it can be so pervasive in the general health concerns that a lot of people have, whether that be, you know, cognitive um, headaches, all those things. And like I said, there can be something underlying like, like mold. And I think that's so, totally. they're so interested in something that's overlooked. Right. And totally. you think of like the, the pervasiveness of like allergies these days too. Yeah. Right. Like it's, yeah. Like, is there anywhere, I guess if someone wanted to make a step in the right direction to address a mold issue, where would be the best place to start? Uh, the best place to start would be to contact what's called a mold inspector. Mm. And you want to find someone who's really good and, and efficient at looking at every nook and cranny, kind of looking at the outside, the inside, asking you questions about the history of the home. You know, if you're getting someone who's in and out in 20 minutes, that's just going to take basic air samples in the middle of a room. That's really not going to give you an accurate picture of what's happening. You need someone who's really going to test the, the, the exact spots that are suspected to have mold. And it's usually going to be like leaks that could have happened around windows, leaks from the roof, kitchens and bathrooms and the vanity cabinets and the shower area underneath the kitchen sink, dishwasher, et cetera. You're going to look for these hot spots where they're prone to have water damage. Um, you know, somebody who comes in and just takes like an air sample in the middle of the room and tells you everything's fine, the house is perfect, it kind of gives you this false sense of security because they're not really looking in the right direction. Mm. And I think that's just key with anything else. It's, you know, what we're trying to do from a mold perspective and the health perspective, and just to give you like a, a really clean analogy, we're not trying to be a doctor that tells you, look, you have this symptom, you take this pill, this pill suppresses that symptom. We're trying to find the root cause of the problem and fix the root cause of the problem so that we don't need to mask the symptom. The symptom is no longer existing because we fixed the problem. So I think that's, that's kind of, we're taking this holistic approach to fixing your home and improving your air quality so that we know that, that your air quality is no longer impacting your health. Yeah. And is that where most mold companies fall short is trying to address the symptoms rather than the diagnosis yeah. or the underlying cause? Yeah, yeah. So like you have a lot of these like demolition free remediation strategies that are like this big grand new push in the last decade where they come in and they fog the place. You know, what that does is, is it, it's trying to dissolve anything that's on the surface. The problem with mold is, is, is it's not, you know, what's, it's not, the problem isn't what's on the surface. The problem is what's going on behind the surface. You know, the, like whether the window leaked, if the window leaked, let's say it's going to actually travel down the wall cavity, it's going to grow inside or behind the drywall. Hmm. So without, without opening that up and repairing that, that properly, so it doesn't leak again, if you just handle what's on the surface, guess what? The leak's still going to happen. You're still going to have mold growing inside that wall cavity. And what, when you remove what's on the surface, it's going to be replaced by new mold that's going to uh, you know, just come back right back on the surface because the problem still exists. You have to diagnose the problem. You have to do a deep dive into the home and really address these key issues. And um, I think that's where our industry falls short. Yeah. And like even just thinking about that, right, is if you leave a little bit or you don't address everything, it's just going to come back. It's just going to totally. cost, cost you more in health and in money. Like just to totally. fix the problem. Yeah. Do you know that that mold has root-like structures called hyphae that actually grow into stuff, similar to like how a weed grows in your front lawn? I do now. <laughs> so it's kind of like you know if you're when you have weeds that are pestering your front lawn, and you just go ahead and you just cut it. What happens? It grows right back. Mm -hmm. It's same thing with mold. I mean, if you're still leaving the roots and the root cause of the problem, it's just going to grow right back, mm -hmm. and then it's all for nothing. Even though you went with a cheap, low-cost solution because 
you know, so-and-so told you that's the best way to do it without solving the actual root cause of the problem, you're just going to have it grow right back. Gotcha. Now, is there any way to, to truly like that would point you if someone said, Hey, I'm having some, some trouble. I don't know if it's mold or not. Is there any kind of indicators that would tip you off to say, I think it is a mold issue? Well, there's, you know, there's the health indicators we kind of talked about mm-hmm. and, and you can certainly go on and Google mold exposure symptoms because there's a lot more than what we talked about. It's really an individual basis. So each individual is going to react different to different species of mold um, over another individual. So I would say you could definitely Google symptoms with that, see if that correlates what you're experiencing, but also using sensory. I mean, do you smell a weird musty odor? I'd say musty odor is one of the biggest proponents to mold because mold produces what's called MVOCs. VOC stands for volatile organic compound. The M stands for microbial. So VOC, just to give you a frame of reference here, when you paint a wall, when you're, what, when that paint is off gassing, it's off gassing VOCs. That's what you're smelling, that paint like smell. So mold produces a very pungent, you know, almost like a damp odor, right? And when you start smelling a different odor in your house, that's a good indicator that something's going on there. Mm-hmm. The other trick of checking the, the toilet tank cover is a really, really neat trick because I've, that's typically one of the, the, one of a lot of mold inspectors, they'll go there first and flip those over and say, okay, yep. Yeah, we got a, we got a problem here. We got to find it in the environment. Um, the other good thing to check would be the HVAC. If you open up the HVAC or you open up the return ducts and you start seeing, you know, like, like this growth of mold around the ductwork, around the coil, that's a good idea that it, it's, it's, there's a problem in the house. You know, think about the thing about mold is you need the spores first to get mixed with the water, humidity, moisture, et cetera, to start to propagate more mold. So yes, in theory, you could have mold come in right through the front door, get in the HVAC system and contaminate that. But more than likely, there's usually an issue already occurring somewhere else that was producing enough spores that got aerosolized that then get into the HVAC system for the HVAC system to become a problem. So it's a good idea to check areas like basements, kitchens, bathrooms, attics, uh, areas, crawl spaces if you have one are, are some of the, the most you know dangerous places where mold can start to grow. It's a, it's, it's a neglected area underneath the home. You never go down there, right? And it's usually not waterproof properly. There's no dehumidifier down there. So it's a good area where mold can propagate. So I would say that's another area to check. But yeah, I mean, visually, if you see dark circles that indicate water damage on the drywall, if you have a weird smell going on, I mean, those are really good ideas to say, hey, I better call a mold inspector to get an inspection done. Yeah, true. And one thing I love is when people are super passionate about just even just one thing, and it's pretty clear you're, you're pretty passionate about this. Did, was anything anything happen to get you into this, or, or what got you started on this path? Yeah, so um, anybody who's in the Northeast will know about a hurricane called Hurricane Sandy. Hurricane Sandy basically decimated the Northeast. I mean, it was so bad where they literally had it under like military guard, where you had to like get like special passes to even perform work. Um, my dad owns a construction company since I'm about five years old. So I've been around construction my entire life. But I think specifically when Sandy happened, you know, you have this big national damage event, like everybody and their mother comes over for the opportunity to make money. And so the, the whole standardization of what you're supposed to do just falls by the wayside. You know, they, they, you're, you're looking for people off the street. You're putting t-shirts on them. You're just getting the work and you're just cranking them out. You're not worried about like, doing the right thing or being efficient. And so I, ha- I, I firsthand got to see all that stuff happen. And, um, 
it was right around then when I started running into people who started getting sick thereafter. And so I started getting obsessive with, okay, wait a second. This is not just like a cosmetic thing anymore. This is like really impacting people's health. And when I started working with people who were sick, I mean, some even, even to the extreme of being bedridden. And I started trying to figure out how we can solve their problem. We started looking into progressive testing, uh, looking into mycotoxins. We started developing programs of, of eliminating mycotoxins from the house, which are, are fungal toxins produced by certain species of mold. We started looking into bacteria, bacterial toxins, um, and all these other environmental impacts that can happen with a big storm like that and a lot of water intrusion. And we really started dissecting and seeing how, well, these industry guys are coming in and, and, and quote unquote, solving the problem, but they're missing a lot of steps. Hmm. And so once I started to connect the health perspective with mold and the remediation and how the, the construction industry impacts all of this, and really I saw that, that there was a missing gap here. Like air quality was just not talked about enough when building houses, maintaining houses, and restoring houses. And as I started to connect all these dots and seeing really how big of a gap this is, I was like, okay, this became very, very a, a passion for me because I saw a problem that needed to be solved. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think in like a lot of things in life is if the foundation is wrong, you know, if, if the structure is off, everything else is going to be off. And it's one of those things totally. is, yeah, like if, if it's affecting the structure, if it's affecting that, you got to address it. So I love that. And speaking of structure, I mean, we're in 2021 now, like it's been a crazy bit of a ride here. Have you seen the ins and outs of like your business or what you're doing on a day to day change with what's happened in the world and all that? You know, yeah, I mean, the volatility we had last year was pretty crazy as a business. You know, on one hand, we're all like in this boat together, right? We're all kind of freaking out. Like, how do we, how do we coexist in this new world? Right. On the other hand, we have people that are staying in their home now more than ever. Yeah. Right. And if they do have a problem, if they're part of that 50% of the population that has a history of water damage and there's another subset of the population, which equates to roughly 30% that can't detoxify mold or other environmental contaminants as well as the other 70%. So now, now you're getting into this category of people who are staying in their homes and their homes are making them sick. So it's like on one hand, we're having to figure out how do we navigate this new world? On the other hand, how do we help those that are severely impacted by this new world? And, um, you know, we had a lot of volatility, but we, we, you know, kind of came out the other side and figured things out. And we had to scale back in some areas, scale up in some areas and just navigate this, this new world of what we're living in. Going into 2021, um, we're having, you know, probably our biggest quarter in history just because we've, we've really gotten this down to a science. We're able to help people safely and, and effectively without the threat of, you know, spreading this virus either to our employees or to our clients. Mm -hmm. And we're helping people because they need to stay home right now more than ever. And so we've, we've really navigated that and, and, and really perfected our craft going into this. It's, it's, it's been really quite a ride, but there's, there's a lot of actually, uh, there's a lot of study right now being done on how mold could impact and prolong COVID symptoms. Hmm. There's this whole category of people. I don't know if you've heard called COVID long haulers. And a lot of these COVID long haulers happen to also be autoimmune patients where they have autoimmune disorders. That's the same category of people 
that would normally have an issue detoxifying mold from their body. So there's a lot of correlation. There are a lot of study being done. I, we're wondering, you know, if, if mold is prolonging their symptoms just mm. because you already have an infection, you're already fighting something, your immune system is, is, is actively working and then you have a fungus coming in and overloading that. It may just prolong, prolong the illness. So there's a lot of interesting things that are prop, you know, that are coming out of this. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, there's definitely a gap to be filled with in terms of, you know, totally. the, the, the right treatment, the most efficient treatment, all that. So I, I mean, like I said, it sounds like you're saying trying to, trying to do what you can, but you know, you can't change the problem one house at a time. Right. So I'm assuming that's where, you know, the book comes in, the mold medic. Tell me a bit more about the book and, and, you know, what, uh, what, like, I guess, what was the, what was the idea behind writing the book and then kind of just take it from there? Totally. So, I mean, I wrote the book with that, with that viewpoint in mind, like, Hey, I can't solve this problem one house at a time. Mm-hmm. I need to get this information out there. It's no good just staying in my brain. It's got to get to every brain possible. And basically how I wrote the book is I wrote it from the viewpoint of if I'm sick, right? And mold probably is not helping with that. How can, how can I start to take steps forward? Mm-hmm. And I talk about one of the things I talked about is the industry. It's like chapter one is like, this is an industry problem because mm-hmm. you you may call three different mold remediation companies for a problem you have in your house. Even if you have a protocol that tells you what to do, you're going to get three wildly different responses on what you should do and how to handle the problem. Oh, yeah. So there's clearly no standardization. If there was, every guy would be telling you the same thing. Mm-hmm. So that's problem number one. So the chapter is called Honda versus Mercedes. And it was basically, I, I, I detailed a, a real true story of a client of mine who I sat down at the kitchen table. She happened to hire somebody else who was cheaper, um, just felt like it was a good opportunity to save some money and still get what she wanted. And at the time, she didn't realize that anything would be different. Mold remediation to her was the same, whether whoever the service provider was, it didn't matter. It couldn't be further from the truth because his the whole way he did the project was just not, not up the code, you know? And so when I started pointing these things out of how, you know, you just didn't do this right at all, the fundamentals are, are totally off. He said, well, I'm like the Honda of remediation. You're like the Mercedes of remediation. I was like, wow, this is exactly what's wrong with this industry. Mm-hmm. And that quote stuck with me. And that, that, that I, I basically made that whole story the first chapter. Just, to, just so you can get a sense of where we're at mm-hmm. 20 years later. <laughs> And where we're trying to go, yeah. it's kind of like the cigarette industry. I mean, we, everyone smoked cigarettes for 50 years before we said, uh, it's probably bad for you. We should probably stop that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's kind of where we're at now. It's like yeah. we're at, we're in that infancy stage of, of, of 20 years of thinking like mold is probably bad. We should probably do something about it, yeah. but it's not being talked about nearly enough as it needs to be. And so that's kind of where we're at. I start going into chapter two, like how to find a good mold inspector, how to find a good mold remediator, what to do with your HVAC, what to do with your contents that may be contaminated from having mold exposure. How do you build it back properly so you don't have this reoccurring issue? And, you know, going into building biology and stuff like that and reconstruction and, and, and some of those proponents. And um, then I talk about the elephants in the room is the, you know, one of the last chapters. And that's really talking about how we've advanced in technology. But the old dogs are scared of this technology, so they poo-poo it. Mm-hmm. And the new dogs are utilizing it and helping and cha- changing people's lives for the better. And so we're talking about how that 
that controversy just needs to go away. We all need to embrace technology and, and create a new path forward. So it's a very, it's a very interesting book because if you are sensitive to mold and you're like, I don't know what to do, you're going to get a really industry professional dive into it. There's 50,000 mold companies out there. No, no uh, expert in doing the actual work has written a book. It's mostly been written by doctors and journalists so far. So it's a fresh set of eyes on a problem that I think is, is a very crucial problem. I do have other books that I've already started outlining. I mean, there's, there's problems in construction with the way we build houses that do not make this any easier. You know, in my opinion, a contractor who's building houses should have to understand and know about mold to build a house. Currently, they don't. That's fair. Architects, same thing. They do not have to have any education in mold. So they can design and build houses that could become mold factories, and it's okay. I think that's a big problem that we need to start looking into. Yeah. I mean, speaking of contractors, like we we had a, a half wall. Put a, We had a full wall, knock it out, put a half wall in, right? Pretty pretty straightforward. We had six contractors come in. Three of them said that wall is load bearing. Three of them said, nope, not load bearing. Like just simply something simple as that and the amount of disagreements, just not, you know, you think it's a very simple thing. Like just look at it and you would know. Not even, something like that. Now think about mold and like you're saying, who, like what contractor, what's, like, who thinks of that first? And, you know, who is taking your health, your house, your future? into mind you're doing that and yeah so okay. i think giving people the tools and you know, like you're saying giving the book and the education i think that's a that's a great little tool it's a great little gift that you're giving people so i appreciate that um like i said just really quick like you know once the mold problem is rectified what about getting healthy again where do you take it from there yeah so let's talk about the really briefly the three pillars of what a successful remediation should look like right so we we talked a little bit about resolving the the water or moisture intrusion that created the opportunity for mold to grow mm-hmm. if you if you skimp out on that part, the mold's going to come back in for sure because the water issue is not resolved. The second thing is when you have opportunity for mold to grow, we talked a little bit about spores and how they you know transmit through the air, they find opportunity, they land there, they start to grow. Similar how weeds produce seeds, they find moist soil and they start to grow, right? So we need to remove the colonies. So when these mold spores find that opportunity to grow, they start to grow and they start to form colonies. It's a living organism, so we got to keep that in mind. As they colonize, they start to produce mold spores themselves. You know, it's kind of how the mold spore begets more mold spores. Uh, at that point, when you remove the colony, you now don't have this problem where contamination is actively being produced. But another big problem in our industry is what about the contamination? Mm-hmm. So let's say you had a, a window leak for 10 years. You weren't aware of it, right? You, you do a renovation. Maybe you're replacing your window. You start to see black all around the area. Well, guess what has been happening? For those 10 years, that colony of mold that's been growing in, inside your window cavity has been producing contamination. And that could be mold spores. It could also be biotoxins called mycotoxins or fungal toxins. Some of those toxins can be carcinogenic. They can produce a whole slew of health effects on their own. You don't want to just leave that in the environment. You want to clean that up properly. Our industry talks nothing about that. They say, mm-hmm. just remove the drywall around the window, spray some products on it, and you're done. What about the contamination? You can actually test for the contamination to see how bad it is and what you need to do to rectify it, whether it's HEPA vacuuming, 
wiping things down, treating things, etc. So I'd say that those are the three pillars you need to follow to make sure that you're successful. Healing is the next step after that. Now, how do you heal? Basically, there's a lot of what we consider mold literate doctors all across the country. You can see anyone that you happen to like in your area that'll help you detoxify. So now that you're no longer exposed to mold, you don't have this reoccurring issue that's putting mold in your body as fast as you're trying to remove it from your body. You can now go on a detox program and it looks a lot like anti-inflammatory diet, you know, uh, really making sure you're not eating foods that are going to disrupt your, your gut biome. Um, you're going to probably take some supplements, some things to help you flush out the toxins in your body that you've been breathing in all this time. And, you know, a simple exercise regimen, if you're up for it, some people are a little bit more debilitated than others and can exercise, need to work up to that point. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it's about getting healthy and seeing the right person who's going to help you detoxify. I mean, I've seen people do like hydro cleanses of the colon, things like that to like speed up the process. Yeah, I mean, following like a, a functional, holistic, mold literate doctor, I think would be the next step. And usually within four to six weeks, you start noticing massive, massive improvement. Right on. I appreciate all of that. That's all great info. And like you said, it's it's a holistic problem. So you need a holistic solution. Totally. So I, uh, I totally. agree with that. So I had a, a couple quick questions for you and we'll, and we'll get out of sure. here. So first question I ask everyone that comes on the show, because this show can go a thousand directions, is uh, what's one tip you have for a satisfying and healthy life? What's one tip I have for a satisfied and healthy life? Well, I'd say the one tip is to look into air quality because I think we have food down to a science. We know organic, grass-fed, this, that, the other thing. We've figured it out. There is all sorts of diets out there that are right for the individual. We know about water. We know that we need to have good, good filtered water, purified water. Uh, but we really don't know enough about air. And that's something that I'm trying to help bridge the gap. So I'd say... You know, if your if your New Year's resolution for 2021 is you want to get healthy, I would say check your air quality. See see the air that you're breathing in um, is actually good quality air because it may hinder a lot of your progress. I mean, weight gain is a big thing with mold too, or or excessive weight loss on the other side. So, I, if you're looking to get healthy, I'd say incorporate checking your air quality into the equation. I mean, it only makes sense, right? <laughs> totally. I mean, you breathe in a lot more air than you drink water. That's so. that's for damn sure. Gotcha. Uh, so where can people find you online if they want to see more of you, to get a hold of you, to, to do what, to do whatever? So a couple of different ways. I think the best way probably right now would be at the mold medic is my Instagram handle. And, um, I, I do a lot of shares on that, on that page, Instagram lives, et cetera. One of the biggest things you'll see is I'm actually building a home right now. And you would think logically like new home, no way it has mold. It's covered in mold and I, I outline that and why and, and how to fix it. So if you're, you know, thinking of building a new home, you, know, you can get some good tips on there. You could also look me up on allamericanrestoration.com and themoldmedic.com. Gotcha. And where can people find the book, The Mold Medic? I'd say just go to themoldmedic.com because you'll have links to Amazon, Barnes and Noble, all the places you can get it on. So just go to themoldmedic.com and, and check it out. Perfect. And real quick, what's something you're grateful for? Probably family and, uh, you know, the knowledge that I have to make sure that my family's health is always top number one. Um, you know, I have two small kids and, and my family's everything for me. 
Absolutely. I love it. Well, thanks for joining me today, Michael. This is uh, really enjoyable, very educational. And now I'm going to go and, and just be very uh, skeptical of my house for the next bit. So I might have to go and uh, schedule someone to get into. So I, I appreciate your time. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me.